0: Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running makerexperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. To the Maker Vision podcast for episode 78, where we're hanging out with people at WorkbenchCon. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of us. This is the most we've ever had on one episode.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, I'm Trevor,
2: Martina, Chris, Drew Fisher, AC Nelson,
3: Jeremy from Meadows with Job,
0: and Frank with For the Love of Grace. So, how's everybody doing? Awesome. Great. I'm good Good trip, Sam. Nice
3: long drive. Yeah, enjoyed it. So, who who drove? I drove. I did. Okay. We so, rode in, we rented a 15 passenger van. We loaded 10 <laughs> makers, 11 cases of beer, and as much bourbon as we could Why get. are we not in your <laughs> room? <laughs> like, we're in the we're wrong room. We're in the room because we only have three beers left. So, <laughs> I'm like, I can't drink anymore
0: because I feel bad that I don't have enough for everybody. <laughs>
3: How long did it last? Oh, we, uh, what, last night? Nice? I think we this, only went through about two cases. cases. The the six, oh, <laughs> two, three, five she cases last night? Three or four, I thought.
2: Oh, wow.
0: I was waiting for you to say, uh, it's all done.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, things really got out of hand, I guess. At yeah. that
4: <laughs>
3: That's not too bad.
5: How long uh, was the drive? Uh, uh,
2: five, five hours. Are they picking up other people?
3: Be- no, we all kind That's of, we all met there in Kentucky. Um, oh, got it. Mark Christ and his dad came in uh, from mm-hmm. Minnesota. Spent the night before and then uh Grant, uh from Brook Forest came from Peoria, spent the night at Nick's, and then we all just kind of met up there in central Kentucky and took off in the van, so five hour drive, not bad. It's a really good way to do it. For yeah. sure. Yeah. If you're on this side yeah. of the
4: country.
0: And I mean, I'm not driving two and a half days. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's
6: not too bad when you're on this coast. Yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. That's the hard thing, I think, about this is, like, it's
2: really specific to East Coast people. Like, you really yes. have to plan your year financially
1: if you're using just your business funds to be able to come to this. And that's, I think, what's harder.
2: Yeah, true. True.
1: So, like, Midwest and over to the West. It's been hard for a lot of people I've heard.
2: Well, I know last
3: year there, at one point, there was, and it might it may have just been, like, one of those, like, you get a crowd that big together. One person says something and three people down the line, it's fact. But um, I you know I've heard da- Dallas, Texas mentioned as a potential location for a future one. I had heard that too. That's um, cool
1: because I could get a direct flight. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
4: yeah. I still have to get a flight. But...
1: Yeah, it's a lot more manageable. It's like to be honest, I came from California, so my travel is over a thousand dollars for a yeah. flight and hotel and right. everything. It's it's an investment plus ticket and everything. So yeah. at least that's cheap.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: nope.
1: And wow. then, you know, beer budget and everything like That's, that. So,
3: yeah. these <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> tickets might be smaller than their beer budget. Oh, well, I'm sure some yeah. people.
0: Some. So,
1: for eggs, ex- even
0: already, we're oh, like, yeah. this is officially day
1: one here, and people and their
0: like registration already. hasn't even started yet. Yeah. People have spent hundreds of dollars on alcohol in a day. You know, yeah. Like, day, day point five,
1: maybe. Yeah,
0: maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, minus one. yeah. We might be, yeah, might be in the negative still. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
1: But it's, I feel like it's kind of like giant sleepaway camp, like you, but for adults because you're walking around and you're bumping into someone that you kind of recognize or like, you're like, I can tell you're a baker too, so we're just going (laughs) to sit in (laughs) the ass
0: getting coffee. Well, the funny part about this is you talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, I got an Airbnb with three people that I've known on Instagram, but I've never actually met until we met at the Airbnb. I think this is the only conference I've been to where people are perfectly comfortable, Rooming with people that never actually that's so true them. actually yeah. if you
2: know these people before you ever met them, you have yeah. them in years yeah. it's wild there are seven of us in your hotel room good yeah <laughs> true.
5: that is yeah. a good point I came here because I thought there was beer well we thought, <laughs> we thought, you, thought you were bringing it, it down <laughs> we should have cleared that up yeah, the stash.
1: everyone's gonna be like well, long pause in this episode, like, as we think you're shifting and it's doors opening and closing for a beer run, oh, so. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's, I think this is one of the things with WorkbenchCon is, it's more of a giant social, more than anything else. Yeah. Like, a big part of that for sure. Yeah. Like, you come for the classes, but you're really, like, networking.
1: I think networking peer-to-peer is huge, like, not... In itself, is going to be valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like just making connections with other makers and what they make and what their specialty and their niche is and being able to pick someone's brain and learn new techniques or simplify their technique because you can talk the to them.
0: Well, that's a good point. So, since we have people here that haven't been on here, we should ask them. Sure. Okay, well, you're re- yeah, you're right there. Oh. He's like, I've been on that on the podcast.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, Tinker Workshop. Um, I mainly do CNC woodworking. Gosh, anything from signs to branding irons to guitars. guitars, any like custom inlays, just about anything you can kind of dream up. I like to, I like the challenge of just wild and crazy ideas. I am Drew Fisher. I
4: run Fisher Shop on YouTube and Instagram, and a part
1: of a, a three guy group that does a podcast. We built a thing. Heck yeah, plug it. Talk about
3: it. You can find us in the Apple store. Or
6: yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: you know, it's uh, with three guys, Bruce Allrich, Mark Christ from Gunflint Designs, and myself. And all three of us are YouTube content creators and dads. Uh, we just kind of explore that um, on a podcast where we kind of share details about what we, projects we're working on, uh, the hurdles that we had to jump, as well as just kind of Everyday world stuff you know, with their kids or just you know, family life, that sort of thing. So, lots of hilarious stories and that sort of thing. So, look us up
3: if you want to try it out. Well, well, I'll I'll be be it. Be. Now I feel obligated. You'll need to check the stats later to see if yep. this is the point where everyone turns off the podcast and <laughs> yeah. jumps over to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a workbench on a really quick way down. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like oh, the first few minutes went great yeah. and then Drew talked. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I'm Alan Canterbury from AC Nilditz. I'm a woodworker. I'm an engineer by a day job, and woodworking is kind of like a hobby for me, so I do uh, I build instruments, build furniture, build whatever, welding, woodworking, metalworking, electronics, kind of mash it all together, so that's
3: what I'm into. fellow engineer. Oh, there you go, yeah. I'm Jeremy Meadows from Meadows Woodshop. Um, my day job is a little bit different. I use, I'm of course in Kentucky, so the bourbon industry is huge. I take used bourbon barrels and i guess reclaim them i guess you could say we'll refinish the barrels or break the barrels down and turn the individual pieces into actual product those products get sold wholesale back to the distillery for them to sell in their gift shops that's Um, cool and so we actually just do wholesale orders we don't have any kind of retail presence and the vast majority of the stuff that we do does involve a laser. Trevor and I talked lasers for quite a while last year. Lasers are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I run a um Boss 36 by 55, 150 watt. So it's a sizable chunk of my shop, but it runs all day, every day. And I can throw three of those barrel heads in at once. Don't have to go back and worry about changing it for a while. So, you know, nice little workflow with it, but. Bourbon, pretty much. had to no, sum it, it up. Bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> Does it come with perks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely comes with some perks. There you go. That's what matters. <laughs> but yeah. It's a, it's a different kind of industry. You know? That's cool.
0: I'm Frank with love Love Grace. I uh, do a lot of woodworking, custom displays, and also play with a laser here and there. Oh, lasers. Where's that?
2: taking
0: over? We are taking over. Yeah, I don't even like lasers.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm kidding this <laughs> Internet uh, do not come for me <laughs> Get out <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been really fun having <laughs> you You're
1: like, first you show sure up no beer I do insult lasers yeah. Yeah. just to get out of here, yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh
4: man, but yeah So,
0: I mean, obviously I came to WorkbenchCon for, for some purpose What I guess my question to all of you is What's the main coping of WorkbenchCon? So some of you have been to
5: And you came back,
3: and so that's a good thing Yeah, I know I know for Alan and I, this is our third year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been to all of them, and, you know, I don't want to speak for those guys, but, you know, I come back for the people, for the connections that I make, collaborations on projects that we talk about. Um, it's really nice to meet people face-to-face and have good, deep conversation. So then that way, three months down the road, you run into some kind of issue, and you just need someone to bounce some ideas off of. And it's a whole lot easier to reach out and be like, hey, buddy who stayed up till?" one o'clock in the morning and drink we'll a little too much beer with me. <laughs> can you answer this question? Um, and so it kind of breaks down some of those barriers because we all are pretty much introverts, I think. This is the only introvert convention where people actually show up. <laughs> <I> feel- <laughs> it's funny you say that because
0: I feel like this is the only convention I've been to where you can awkwardly stand in the circle and nobody, like it's not awkward to awkwardly stand in the circle. Right. It makes sense. It's, it's fairly normal. Like you yeah. all just say like, yeah. Yeah,
3: we all are really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the people it tends to be, yeah, uh, there's, you know, yeah. there's a lot of good information that flows out too, but, you know, inspiration from others.
2: The two big sides of this seem to be the uh, networking with brands and networking with other creators and woodworkers and, and people in general. Um, if you're into the content creation side of things, then this is definitely where you want to be to meet and greet with the brands. The Opportunities for um, for working with them are definitely plentiful if you're willing to do it and put the time in to make it happen. I think Drew is a great example beside me of of making that kind of work out for myself. I'm not really dedicated to the content creation side as much, but I definitely like to network with people and, and get ideas and share ideas. And that's the the big reason I'm here is just to meet people and, and share ideas. You want to speak about the, the uh, relationship side with brands? No. <laughs> right along. I love the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's,
4: I pretty much said it. it, my first year, I was very reluctant to go because I didn't feel my channel size was adequate enough to warrant me spending quite a bit of money to get down here. I mean, between airfare and the ticket price and hotels and food and everything, it really adds up and I just didn't. I was very reluctant because I didn't think I was going to get that money out of the conference. So, so I answered the door because somebody was not. I think it's either. Is that opportunity
1: oh, right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Segue. <laughs> so, oh, no. no. really
3: yeah.
5: so, uh, Come on, an opportunity. So, the,
4: I, I really regretted it after um, deciding to miss the first year. So, last year was the first time that I came, and it was the second Workbench Con. I decided to go ahead and pull the trigger. And yeah, it was, it was a tough pill to swallow the cost, but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I reclaimed all of that after the very first day of the conference, I I earned it all back, uh, with vendor relationships and, uh, collaborations that I, we arranged as well as all the new friendships and new people that I met. So it really paid for itself. And now that's why I'm back. It's just for the people. And I don't even really care about it I mean the vendors are cool and it's really neat to see uh, their booths and the demos that they have to, to put on for us. But uh, yeah, I'm back for the people Well now we have to in- introduce Ethan, who did not bring it up for the class. Never yeah.
7: heard <laughs> <to one>. <laughs> <laughs> well knowing this group I felt like you guys might have been copies so. be be uh, right. We back. we had some and then we only had three. <laughs> so, like, it's really bad if we're drinking in everybody else. <laughs> Well, I, I guess, I don't know if that makes me a bad person. No, you're I fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm just jumping in. So what are, what's, uh, what So basically, we said uh, who's all here and what we do. That's okay. really the only
0: two parts that were like, person
3: specific. Yeah.
0: Oh, and then why. Yeah, so like, you, no. just,
3: <laughs> my name's Ethan Carter and I'm awesome. <laughs> and everybody likes me
7: and <laughs> this is why I'm here. Um, all right, yeah, so I'm Ethan Carter. Um. I'm on uh, Instagram and YouTube as Ethan Carter Designs. Um. And I'm a, I guess, maker content creator, you know, as probably uh, we've all said, or m- many of us have said. Uh, I guess I'm probably best known for leather work at this point. Um, I do a little bit of everything. Um, but, uh, leather work is kind of seems to be where I've been focusing lately and what's uh, really kind of resonated with the audience. Um, and I really enjoy doing it. So, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I came Let This is my second year. I, came, I missed the first year. I started Instagram, uh, two days before the first workbench con. Um, and, immediately, and I hate this term, but immediately had FOMO, you know, um, and so it was, I think the first year I was watching it and I was like, I'm going next year no matter what, and went la- last year, and it was such a good time, um, I met, I think, most of the people in this room, um, and it, as Drew was saying, it's the people, it's it's the connections that you make at this conference is, is why I do it too, um, you know, I, I'm still growing my channels and sponsors are still a little ways off, I think, so... Um, that doesn't mean you can't make relationships for the future uh, by meeting them, but I'm here for the connections with the maker community and um, and just making friends. Uh, this this group of people is is so like minded uh, and so passionate about what they do and uh, that inspires me and, and I think makes me a better maker.
2: And Ethan's also a podcaster. Oh
7: that's true. Thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. We're uh, plugging everybody's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right, good, good. yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. you start one by the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> of a name yeah yeah so uh, i i was lucky enough this uh earlier this year um Vincent Ferrari had started a podcast uh about a year ago uh called because we make and um he had asked me to be on uh episode 11 and i at that point i was like why would you want me to come on as a guest <laughs> um but i was on and it we it, it was a good you know, it was really easy to talk to Vincent. and he's very very good uh you know, a like conversationalist and everything like that. And it was just a really good conversation. Um, and so I think there's the next morning he texted me and said, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure, but if if I was to bring someone else on I'd love it to be you and um, would you come on as a co host? And since then I've been we've been doing it almost every week, taking a few little breaks. Uh, but yeah it's a, it's a I have to say it's a making hangout kind of podcast. It's um, it's very, you know, not very structured in topics kind of flow but we do try to give some tips for um, you know branding and um, shipping and just a lot of the kind of small business information but also just kind of how to get out of ruts uh, when you're when you're stuck in kind of a feeling like you're doing the same thing or burnout or those types of things we uh, both of us deal with that a lot so we try to kind of get open and honest about that and hopefully that uh, helps others as well so but yeah it's more of just kind of have it in the background come hang out with us for, for an hour and a half Uh, Every week, and yeah, so, right,
0: cool. I feel like tip number one for shipping is always just try not to ship. Yeah,
5: right.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, if you can drop it off, drop it off, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, I know. I know. We've talked about that, Charlie. Like, huh? Are you sometimes
0: sometimes? Sometimes. Uh, Actually, it's funny because there was a sign I made. it was like maybe January, and it was it was about five feet long like, well, I have to crate this. And it's going to California, which is a four-hour drive. I'm just going to drive it. So I drove it. Well, yeah. Because uh, I knew it would make it. yeah. We were already going to California for something else anyway. And right. it was kind of on the way. I was like, I'm just going to drive it. I know it'll make it. It'll give me peace of mind. Well, and, and, and it, I mean, it's also avoids the potential of getting damage and having to oh, replace it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the worst part is, like, it took me, like, Eight to ten hours to make it. Yeah. I really didn't want to make it again. (laughs) So I was like, well, we're just going to drive this one. But I mean, I've had to ship some and they break them and you have to remake it or refund it or whatever.
3: We we went through that. Oh, maybe, I guess back early summer. I made a uh, couple of barrel heads for Mark that I was going to mail to Wyoming and they were just big enough that i didn't have to make a crate but i thought if i make a crate then maybe uh they won't get lost like this will be a little more easy to handle and the first crate that i sent just totally disappeared nice. so just gone yeah and i mean it's it's you know i'm in kentucky and that was in wyoming there's no way you could drop it and so like this the second time that i sent it because my my assumption was that this crate got lost mm-hmm. because they tagged it terribly on the outside and the address got knocked off. So I laser engraved the address on the outside of the crate. Yes. So they could not right. knock right. the yeah. tag off That's of it. a smart idea. That way, That's if for genius. some reason, that it got kind of like trashed or something, it wasn't going to get to the right place. Like literally in huge letters on the side, it said where to take this package to. Nice. Yeah, it was it was frustrating.
6: Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I just shipped my first crated item and of course it showed up damaged on the other end. So that was fantastic. I I saw that. Yeah. And I mean I I built like I I made the sign, it was probably about three foot by five foot and I mean bubble wrapped the heck out of it, extra on all of the edges, and I made the crate to fit perfect, like edge to edge, like this junk. Is not moving around and sure enough, right on one of the edges it got. They, I mean, it looked like they just threw it. Mm -hmm. They They don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the, the, the crate itself was fine. Mm -hmm. I ended up finding out the crate was fine. Hmm. So I don't know just the way they handled it, hit a big speed bump. I don't know. I
0: had one where I didn't pack it well enough and they broke it. So the next one, I bubble wrapped it. I surrounded it in foam in two layers surrounded it in like cardboard and then put it into a wooden box and that
3: one still had damage. Like, How does that even happen? So interesting tip that my local UPS store told me, and I don't know if this holds true for everything, but if you do a wood crate on something, still put it in a cardboard box or at least wrap it in cardboard and tape it up because especially if it's, you know, a smaller size, let's say under three by three. Because if you take a cardboard box in there, then they're only going to ship a standard box by weight. But if you take a wood crate in there, it's automatically going to get a specialty item charge. So you can save yourself that charge just by putting some cardboard around it.
7: Which is uh, kind of ridiculous. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, I got a question. Have you guys ever thought about making signs out of bubble wrap? I feel like that would solve of <laughs> You know? The thought has crossed my mind
0: that... Foam only signs might yeah. not be the worst thing in the world. I, I think oh. bubble
3: wrap signs would have like a very limited lifespan once delivered though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Foam, foam, it a foam density, like, like oh it's a beautiful sign. There you go. Pipe. <laughs> now, Trevor, am I right? Was it earlier this year you, you went round and round and round with FedEx over some shipping? UPS. UPS. Okay, I could I couldn't remember. I remember it was like I, six months. Yeah. Like you were trying to dispute it, but they were like the customer needs to dispute it. It was like some like big back and forth that happened.
0: It was like six months of like that whole period was like six months long. But they, so I sent a sign, I insured it, I shipped it with them. I it was one of those ones like I bought a box from I think Uline or something because UPS and FedEx are really big into the your your cardboard box has to be like rated with the rating stamped on the box. So if you don't have that, they're less likely to reimburse you because if you make your cardboard box out of just sheets of cardboard, it's almost like automatic denial because your box didn't have a quote-unquote impact rating or whatever they call
3: it. Yeah, man, that what? was great, cardboard. I got it behind the grocery store. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, like, I packaged it, they got there, they damaged it, and it was a, an acrylic sign, and they, like, chipped it. So it wasn't, like, repairable because it actually, like, chipped the corner off. And the piece in it got lost in the package somehow. And then I filed the claim. They said, oh, your client needs to file the claim. I had the client submit pictures. uh, And they're like, okay, we're reviewing it. A month went by. They're like, we're still reviewing it. Another month went by. They're still reviewing it. Then I started calling them every week. And eventually, like two months later, they finally like, well, your client has to submit the original packaging. I'm like, it's been four months. Nobody's going to hold on to the original packaging for four months. And they're like, well, we don't know what to tell you. I'm like, okay, well, I'll try to get a hold of them. And they said, okay, they still somehow have it. Like, you can go pick it up. And they never went and did it. Never went and did it. That Another month went by. And the guy's like, are they ever going to come get it? I was like, I don't know. I called and they're like, oh, we already tried to check with him and he was never available for pickup. Like what? He's telling me he's been available this whole time. Like, well, that's not what we have recorded here. Like, Just wow. just deny it. Like, It's clear. You're not going to approve it. Just deny it. Like, well, we can't do that until it goes through the process. So, like, every week that month I called him. I was like, just deny it. Just deny it. Just deny it. And then the last one, I finally lost it. I was like, it's been six months. It's been, like, 40 calls. I'm done. Like, just deny the claim. They're like, well, sir, we can't do that. And I just went, deny the claim. And they're like, sir, you don't need to use foul language. I'm like, would you deal with this for six months and then not have, you know, and still have patience to deal with this? And they're like, well, no, but that doesn't mean, I'm like, just deny the claim. And like, two days later, it got denied.
3: I'm like, why did it take so long to deny it in the first place? That's one of those, even if they approved it and sent the money back. It's like so much aggravation that you just want to go buy something. Well, you want to go buy some fireworks with the money and just let
0: that stress out. So I stopped using them at all unless the person that's ordering the sign has an account and specifically wants me to use that. So you just primarily using FedEx? or I I actually use Pirate Ship. Okay. Um,
3: Yeah, I think uh, Drew was... Okay, yeah, I was saying I knew one of you guys. Used so that. I use that
0: for most things. Yeah. There are some signs that are, you know, two feet by three feet going to Virginia. Yeah. yeah. It costs like eighty bucks through Pirate Ship even. Right. Wow. And then FedEx will be like fifty, so I'll ship it FedEx. So what is Pirate Ship? Is that it's that like kind of a it's a yeah, discounted USPS. So they've got some deal with USPS where it's all discounted rates versus uh, mm-hmm. going in the post office mm-hmm. and even versus like USPS online. It mm-hmm. was kind of like Etsy and eBay where they get a special price because yeah. of the quantity that they ship pirate ship is just a alternative that you don't actually have to pay a monthly fee for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of the other ones like stamps, dot com or whatever that make you pay a monthly fee, you can ship one package a year or a hundred packages a day. And you still get the same discounts. That's awesome. The only yeah. difference there is if you insure your package, like the first hundred dollars of insurance is covered by USPS still, mm-hmm. and anything above that is covered by some third party they deal with. Okay. So if something breaks, like it's kind of a pain to deal with that whole issue, but the shipping rates are far cheaper. Like even if you do flat rate boxes through USPS, mm-hmm. say one's twenty bucks, theirs might be like sixteen. So you're saving a few bucks every time. Sure. So for people that didn't know, Pirate Ship is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. And they'll inform you if you're on a certain size. Mm-hmm. When you go to ship, it'll tell you, hey, try, have you
3: thought of shipping it in this box? It'll be cheaper. Yeah. And oh. sometimes I'll repackage. Do they give discounts if you talk like a pirate? <laughs> So, Maybe I don't this know. Maybe a sweet Kentucky accent with the Marvin Barrels. But think I didn't know
0: go. that <laughs> if, you, if you do contact their customer support, they will respond with, like, ahoy, matey. And, like, the full pirate talk
3: the whole time. time. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to have to check with our captain. Like, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Are fantastic. you happy with the service today? I think yeah. they've even said that. <laughs> <Damn>. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean if if you're gonna name a company Pirate Ship, you might as well lean into yeah, it. Yeah, they <laughs> did. But
0: I've had from a like shipping cost perspective for like smaller things like mugs and keychains or things like that, and even smaller signs, it's been it saved a lot of money versus FedEx regular
3: USPS. I've heard good things from a couple of people about that, so I do like the fact
0: that it's not subscription. Like yeah. you don't have to pay every month <laughs> to use it. And I've even I've taken something I was gonna ship uh and compared it across like their USPS or USPS, FedEx, whatever. Uh and most of the time they're cheaper if it's under like a twelve by twenty four size. Once you start getting larger then it's like FedEx is probably the cheapest I but they, one thing I do like about their website is once you start typing in the address, it'll automatically recognize a bunch of them and let you select it and fill in all the rest of the information for you. Okay. Which
3: is a pain in the butt with pretty much anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about, okay, so let's have a, I mean, we're on a shipping discussion here. Let's get into some really- Shipping weeds. <laughs> yeah. I'll oh, do <dude>. oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, back in the old days, you can ship a, you can ship something for 48 cents. Um, yeah someone so uh, <laughs> for example there was a drill press that i found on ebay that i was pretty interested in buying mm-hmm. and it but it was in seattle washington now obviously i'm not going to go drive and get that yeah but um someone mentioned to me that uber freight has a service service now Isn't uber freight uber yeah. freight so you get the app and if mm-hmm. i understood it correctly what you do is you put what size of the equipment? What weight it is? What kind of you know description? And then Uber Freight drivers will kind of bid out the job for you. They'll pick up the equipment and bring it to you. But I've I've yet to meet anyone who's tried I this. Cause I need to buy a box dress. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't tried that yet. I heard it exists. Huh. Yeah, but I haven't. I don't typically like
0: have to crate ship anything. Yeah.
3: I think, I, I think, I, a yeah, I think I've only so. ever had to do freight shipping one time. Yeah. Good news, bad news, Drew. We're going to get you home, but you're no longer flying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the test case.
3: <laughs> <Fair enough>. perspective. <laughs> Uber freight you
0: to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll put holes in the box, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they don't tape them up at stairs. Yeah, they yeah. might. Yeah. They know. Here's a bag of peanuts and a Capri
7: Sun. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, you can also avoid all of this if you just don't sell anything. That's what no, no, I mean, it's yeah. an option. There's a great do the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's all.
5: <laughs>
3: that is a great way to stay in business. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, There's the yeah. there's the solution. It was in front of us the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sometimes, though, it's not the worst idea.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but, well, There's been times I wish I
0: hadn't sold something for sure. There have definitely been times when, and I think we've all probably had this, where you take on a job thinking it's going to be an easy one, and then, it just it just gets worse and worse. Whether it's like something got screwed up, or the client is being particularly difficult, yep. which I'm sure we've all had, or whatever it might like breaking things in the mail, like even just coming it? to you, the material breaking in the mail, oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, right, yeah, or that color didn't match what it looked like on the screen. And I will say, certain suppliers are really good about handling that. And they'll be like, just hold on to whatever you have, we'll send a brand new piece. And really it's like, okay, only a quarter is cracked, like most of it's still good. Right. And they will replace it. And then there's some suppliers that are like, Well, that's your problem, not mine. Like, Well, actually no. Like <laughs> it
3: won't be your problem in the future. Yeah. <laughs> like, it uh, won't be using you anymore. We were talking about, you know, kind of that fresh frustration and stuff that kinda of comes through in some of those projects and like, you know, don't sell anything, but have you, have you saw, and I can't remember where I saw it at, it was a graph that was um, the life cycle of a project as a maker and it was like really excited. And then immediately, like I hate this one. Did <laughs> yeah. I, <take> <laughs> I didn't know
1: someone put my life on a graph. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. and then it, and, and, and then it's like,
3: oh, that went kind of well, and it came about I halfway up. This. Yeah, it yeah. tracks out for a little while, and then something goes wrong, and it just bottoms out. <laughs> yeah. It's like I hate my life. I want to die. And then it's like project completion. Like I'm a magician. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but it's really funny. I can do b- this again, because I do remember that graph. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, it applies cool. to everything. Just, I think we all do. I think yeah, when you probably. take
1: on a new project, it's like I'm so excited to use. New skills or learn new skills, and like this is going to be awesome. Then it's like, dude, what did I sign up for? Like, why did I think I have this talent? Or, like,
3: you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's like, like, I don't know how to do double French dovetails. Like, yeah, and then I don't even stuff. know what it's that like, is. I now I have to
1: because yeah. I said, yes, I have to buy a $400 tool just to make this happen. Like,
3: what? Was... Yeah, hey, I'm actually okay with that part of it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're on now negative on this <laughs> so
0: project. Yeah, cool. See, that's yeah. when you go home and you're like, honey, yeah I need to buy a tool. And this <laughs> is the reason no why. Yeah. I don't really have a choice. I already said money. yes.
1: It's actually your friend that I said yes to, yeah. so yeah. I can't say no to yes. them now. Uh, yeah. you you know, know,
0: it's just a $300 and, project It's going to cost me $600 in tools. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay with it. just this. breaks yeah. my heart that this is but because just of just the, the problem. We'll
1: get now because of this one, and
0: it never there happens again. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I do have to ask the question to everybody Have you ever gotten the response from a client where you give them the quote, and their response is, that's gonna to be too expensive. I'm gonna need you to get it lower. Have you ever had that? Mm.
7: Really? Uh, well, I, well I, I, I the only wanted, I just I get ghosted. Oh. So yeah. enough.
0: I've getting ghosted yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So
6: I don't know that I've gotten it that direct.
0: I've only had it that direct maybe twice.
5: Oh,
6: okay.
0: Yeah. And it was typically from people that were like, I want this four foot by four foot sign and I wanna pay fifty bucks. I'm like, well, obviously that's not gonna happen.
3: Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna get a really crazy technical answer here on this, because that's something that aggravates me within makers, artists, like builders, people who do things by hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a previous life, um, I was a lender at a bank. And one of the things um, is, you know, commercial lending, as far as interest rates go, is pretty much the wild, wild west, right? Like commercial is very different than <laughs> consumer. so. One of the things that we used to have a lot of deep discussions about is you never want to be the low-cost provider. Yes. Because then you're going to attract the customers who are automatically seeking that out. The customers who want to demand a lot for very little. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the highest-cost person for obvious reasons, but you want to find that middle ground where you're providing a better value for a fair price to both you and the customer. And like that's very hard. The folks who say... I need that, but I'm going to need it cheaper, the response is automatically, I'm not your guy then. That's all I've yeah. 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 I have done that response. Can I just drop yeah. yeah, this mic now? <laughs> <laughs> and,
7: and episode over. That one's yeah. yours, so go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah that, that's a little bit of that's, a, it's hard so, though. That's a sore spot with me. It's people that don't want to pay for value. Yeah, like
1: well, because you say no, you say yeah.
3: You know what? I
1: can like use a lower end material or whatever to cut costs, and then it's like you're just miserable the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, i not even doing But you know, that's be what, If you do say yes, oh, and yeah, you say yeah. you know right. what, if you decide that you like you want this, like for for obviously furniture, mm-hmm. like you decide that you want this layout, like instead of using walnut, well, I can use like the pine, obviously cheaper. And then you're like why did I do this? Like, it's like, I feel like I'm compromising my craftsmanship now to make yeah. them happy. Yes. And it's not even worth it.
3: And that's, yeah. And craftsmanship. Whatever. Yeah. And I believe that should never be the case with anyone. Like whether you're painting a picture, you know, Drew used to run some paintball, some paintball league stuff. Like somebody, you know, came in and said, Oh, I would love to do this, but you need to charge me less. No. Putting in the time, the effort, the hard work—like yeah. mm-hmm. this thing wouldn't exist without the effort—and so it drives me nuts. And I, I... or 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 the oh, you have a
6: laser. Oh, you yeah. have a CNC. You're like, not. You can just. It. You could do like, it so fast. Like it's. It you should just. It should be cheaper. It's like oh yeah when you yeah go- but that machine costs ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, and all the time to.
3: Learn it, it like, must be nice for a 10 or 20 and it doesn't run. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I mean, then that's, that's exactly even, as you drop an hourly price, you know, here's, here's yeah. my hourly rate on laser work, and people are like, What, yeah, yeah. and then but you gotta program it, you gotta make sure yeah. the machine's not like screwing up, you know, oh, you, mean, you gotta power it.
0: Like, well, it's it. the, the electricity cost, yeah. the maintenance, but I mean,
3: the time yep. investment, the user, time got it to it learn too. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you make a mistake,
5: you
4: Offsuit. oh yeah, yeah, yeah
3: okay. well I mean yeah. yeah I mean the you know just the everyday consumables and lenses and stuff I mean aren't cheap but then when you get into deeper stuff like you know co2 tubes and stuff yeah. like you're talking about real money mm-hmm. and you know when you get kind of that deep down the rabbit hole when somebody comes along and they're like oh yeah can you put the logo of my like, second cousin's mom's dog on my kitchen table for ten dollars like, yeah, you're probably going to need to leak my shop. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not your That's guy. That's just the interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When I've had yeah. people like,
0: oh, well, I need you to engrave my logo on some box. Yeah. Well, the, the first problem is they give you this, like, JPEG image that was saved at, like, 10 by 10. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's it doesn't a work. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can yeah. literally see I the dots if you engrave yeah. it. Yeah. And then, on top of that, they're like, well, how much do you charge? And you give them some rate. And they're like... Well, I mean, it's a laser and it's doing all the work. It it should really only cost me like three dollars. Like,
3: uh, on what planet? Yeah, but I mean, like I tell you what, if you want that done for three dollars, yeah. then you buy a laser and I'll start outsourcing work. for you. <laughs> exactly. $3. Yeah. I mean, Have you guys
5: ever just understand? considered
3: making a cost breakdown of equipment,
2: uh, depreciation, electricity? all these kinds of things to either show a client when they bring it to you or to just know for yourself for your business purpose. So and no because fair. my rate
3: would go up. Yeah, <laughs> like,
5: yeah
6: I guarantee I can, you I it it would get
3: higher. Yeah, and, and so, like, I mean, as a business owner, like when you buy a piece of equipment, you should be able to amortize that out and know exactly how many jobs it's going to take mm-hmm. to pay for that piece of equipment. And you should know, uh, you know, an allotted amount of time from the word go until you have that piece of equipment paid for. But you base your rate a little bit off of that, but your rate should be market-based. And that's exactly
0: right. Yeah. So there, I mean, and for laser work, I've seen anywhere from like 25 cents a minute, which is absurdly cheap, all the way to like $5 a minute, which is absurdly expensive. Yeah. So you, it's like you was saying, you can't be the cheapest, you can't be the most expensive, you got to be somewhere in between. And it also depends on where you live. Sure. Because, you know, since I'm in Vegas, like, we have quite a few people that are like in the $3, $3.50, $4.00 a minute uh, range, and then in South Carolina it was like $0.75 a dollar, fifty. So it's
7: very regional as well. And,
0: and it's not just the, the laser time, which, okay, say we set a $2.50 a minute laser time, but your design time, because they one person will give you an AI file that I can throw right in the laser, and another person gives me a JPEG and wants me to recreate their image, and now I'm looking at two hours of graphic design time, which I'm not a graphic designer, but trying to redesign their logo because they don't know what they want. Yeah. And I've had people that will send me that JPEG knowing that I have to redesign it, and then when I finish the job, they're like, Oh, can you send me that vector pile you redid of my logo too? No, no. that's all right, like no. You can pay for it because it was extra time that I spent doing something that took way longer than it should have.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those situations drive me drive me absolutely bonkers. The answer is flat out no. You can't mm-hmm. have that vector pile. If you want one, you can pay the graphic. You can pay a design fee. I didn't charge yeah. you a design fee. So there are there are a lot of folks that if you don't provide the you know, write vector graphic in the first place. They will charge a design fee. Oh yeah. And it's a, it's usually just like a $50 charge. Um, you know, you didn't give me the right thing. I spent two hours fixing it. So I need to be compensated for my time. Um, I ran into a situation it was kind of backwards on that. I wanted to laser an image of one of the facilities of one of my clients, but. I didn't know Adobe Illustrator well enough to go in and be like, Hey, I would like to do this project. Let me pitch it to you. And then I'll go try to do it. It took me a month and a half to draw out what I needed to an Illustrator because I was learning as I went. Mm-hmm. But I spent a month and a half on this. It was extremely detailed and I took it down to them and they loved it. They were over the moon. And I didn't, send, I felt like since. I couldn't just say, well, I can sell this to you, but you're going to have to pay me, pay me a design fee. So I said, I'll sell this to you, but they're going to be a little bit higher than normal because I need to make up my time for design. They were completely comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. We ran into a situation later. They liked what, they liked what I had drawn out so well that they shoot me an email. They're like, Hey, we would love to put those on t-shirts. What do you think? And they were wanting me just to sign off on, be like, yeah, just go ahead and use it. But they wanted me to send the file. And see, that's the beauty is I hold the file. It wasn't one that they had given mm-hmm. me. So I called around to a couple of my graphic designer friends and said, let me tell you the scope of this job. Let me send you pictures of what it was. Let me tell you kind of how it's done, how much money I've recovered from my design already. Then... They they all fired back and were like, "Yeah, I would charge twenty five hundred dollars for that art project." And that, like, I got that. I got that from three different people. And Mm -hmm. so my pitch to them was, "All right, guys, I had it appraised. Essentially, twenty five hundred dollars was the rate that I was given. I've already recovered six hundred off of sales. I'm like, so to be fair to you guys and to be fair to me, I'll just let you purchase that artwork with." full rights for a thousand dollars and they counted at 500 and I didn't respond because I thought like you yeah. ghosted your own client yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I like how that, good yeah. did that feel yeah. Like, yeah, how that like, <laughs> I've never ghosted my own client yeah. no no no. I, <laughs> just double yeah. no no I didn't respond to that Ooh. and then like next time they ordered something I made a delivery I'm like yeah you I'm like you know why I didn't respond to that They're like, oh yeah oh yeah we're oh. we know
1: well <laughs> at least they still ordered well, that's, yeah. Had yeah you
3: ever
0: thought about countering with like a royalty off of each thing they
3: made. Yeah, so we we had that discussion, but this particular deal, they weren't interested because mm. the problem in that becomes then, from my perspective, I'm trusting them to track that. Also true. Because I don't have direct access to their sales mm-hmm. numbers. So, um, you know, it's one of those mm-hmm. things, like as long as you trust your client, that would be great. Um, if it's some you know nice working partnership you have, do that. Um, from my perspective, it was a cleaner deal if I just completely released all the rights to that directly to them for a number. And the deal was, part of the deal from my perspective that I offered them is if you guys take this deal at $1,000, then my price on those items I am making for you drops down because that's fair. If I charge them yeah. more to recover, then fair's fair. I need to drop my price. So that was part of the deal too. I thought that was an extremely fair deal. If if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give that much and they're gonna give none, yeah, then I'm I'm very different. I'm so to be proud it. of you for ghosting.
0: Yeah. This, yeah.
1: this is like <laughs> what I feel like is one of the biggest benefits of being here too. Is like you can literally pick anyone's brain about how they're running their mm-hmm. their business or their side hustle yeah, and we, learn from yeah. their like experiences and what's working yeah. right and like don't do the mistakes they did. Yeah. And I think this is like something that you can't get anywhere else. Like we all peer to peer on Instagram all the time. Like like that's how everyone knows each other and everything. But like it's not the same as getting to sit and BS and be like, this one time I had this one client that did this, so like make sure that never happens to you again. Yeah. And like that's worth the ticket price in attending alone. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna make that like four fifty back in the year if you don't have these client nightmares throughout your
2: next calendar mm-hmm. year. Yeah, Those in person conversations yeah. get so much more out of that than just trying to ask a question to get an answer. Right, because that, and like
1: sometimes you ask the question and it doesn't get answered the right way. And yeah. then it's like, how do I communicate with this person? To mm-hmm. be like, that's not what? exactly what I was looking for. Or sometimes people aren't even willing to give you that answer. That's true. You know what I mean? I feel like people are already coming in with more of an open mind being here. So yeah, beer helps. Beer. That's exactly that's what I was going to say. It's
0: like, once you get a couple of drinks with <laughs> <Yeah. to> somebody, <laughs> yeah. and then you ask them a question, like on messaging and everything, people are usually pretty direct. They answer it direct because they don't have time. They're here, they're here to have a good time. And once they have a couple drinks, like they don't mind elaborating and mm-hmm. talking longer.
1: Well that's sometimes on Instagram you get that message and it's like in the worst part of your day and it's like, you're gonna yeah. get the most short answer that I can mm-hmm. give you because like I can't take the time or it's like, you need to figure this out on your own. Like I can't hold your hand through this stuff. You know what I mean? And oh, it's I like that too. that's it gets hard because like I wanna be able to answer everyone's question that I get, but sometimes I'm like do you make stuff? Like I don't understand where the, like, this <laughs> question is. Like you know nothing about any of this, and yeah. it's like. So what, the England?
0: I will. Yeah. I will <laughs> say that, like, if you're a maker, respect the other makers. Re- yeah, respect right.
1: them and their time. You know what I mean. Yeah, but like correct. someone and that their craft
0: and everything else.
1: Someone the other day was like, "I see that you have a CNC. I want to get one too." Like. Send me the link for the one you have and the router you have and the accessories you have. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's not how it yeah. works, man. Like, it's di- <laughs> like it's different for everyone. Like, here's the link for Shape Oco. I had the DeWalt router. That's like, there's some reviews on there. You know what I mean? I'm not an expert yeah. in this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Here's the... CNC, I have. Here's the router, I have. Here's like files of everything I cut, and here's here's all the bits that I, you know, take my bits. You you should definitely call and
0: underbid me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've heard the story. Like, I've had people pick my brain about signs and glues and paints, and like, one person did that for like Days I was like, "Are you wanting to order a sign? Because you started out like wanting a quote, and now like, what's going on?" They're like, "Oh no! Like I make signs too. I'm just trying to figure out how you do it." Like what? <laughs> like, wow. like be upfront about see, it. Instagram
1: yeah. needs to get like Facebook Messenger, where you can just hit that request money button, yeah. and like, be like, here's your answer. Oh, yeah. Now I'm
5: requesting twenty bucks yeah. for my design time through. It's
3: <laughs> like it's, going in and sitting down at a lawyer's office. It's yeah. Like, yeah start a stopwatch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's, like I feel we need to have a lawyer on at some point. Oh not only for that stuff, but also yeah, the copyright stuff.
3: Well, yeah. so Caleb uh, Caleb is not a practicing lawyer in yeah, yeah. the state for example, but he we has didn't a talk last year, but he has a law degree um, and so Caleb Caleb can I, know, I mean obviously I he can't give out legal advice since I he's not a lawyer. But mm-hmm. he yeah, and it, it it is a very variable thing, but he can definitely give some really good insights. So he would be somebody great to talk yeah. to. I to catch up with him again. Yeah, it's, a good job of what yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because I think everybody that went to uh, his class that he did last year on you know law for makers um, came out and immediately was like, "Oh, great! If I don't start an LLC, I'm going to lose my business."
0: Like, <laughs> you know, all the, yeah,
1: all the time.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I
0: started one this year because of that reason. Well, because well, I think yeah.
1: even a lot of makers like there's. If you build furniture, there's, like, certain things that you have to do to make it, like, compliant, like, by law and by furniture mm-hmm. standards and right. stuff like that. Like, you know, 30 inches, you have to have the tip test, and, it, like, you have to bracket yeah. it to the wall and stuff like that. And people are just like, this is going to sound way worse than it means, but it's like, I got my Craig jig, and now I can make stuff, and I can sell it, and then I don't have to worry about what happens when the client gets it at home. And it's like, you can't yeah. do
0: that. And well, it's not just furniture, either. It's... Even signs have regulations. Well, that's why, that's like, because I'm
1: not an LLC. It's like, I can make this, but I can't install it for
3: you. Like, yeah, I can't exactly. attach it to the
1: wall because I'm not licensed, and I'm not, like, a handy, like, licensed handyman or a contractor yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. And people don't get that.
3: Well, Drew, you might be able to talk a little bit about, like, the content creator from the YouTube side about how when you do a project, like, you know, you're not going to show yourself wiring up a lot, for instance. You're going to... Make the project, and you know it's. Oh, I had a qualified contractor come in. Make sure you use a qualified professional to install your electrical or whatever project.
4: I just don't show that because I don't want to get trolled by yeah. <laughs> the comments.
1: All that I totally get that because sometimes you're making stuff. Where I'm like, I know this is not the right way, and there's going to be some keyboard warrior out there that's going to have a field day with it. So it's like, let me
0: just edit that part out. So, I mean, it's all. It is your responsibility as a content creator or a maker, if you're sharing on Instagram or YouTube, to also understand the ramification of what you're about to post. Like if you know it's slightly dangerous and you know that it's a close call, but you do it anyway, your shop, your business. If you decide to post that to YouTube or Instagram, knowing that, or even saying, is this too close, you probably shouldn't be posting it. Kiko we'll talked
2: about that. There's some I forget the term for it you use, but there's not much responsibility on the content creator.
0: Yeah. That kind of thing. I can see that. I forget what Like it there's is not the much thing. responsibility on it, but you also need to be mindful, like I think it said or he said something about like I don't know if it was like a disclaimer
7: yeah. or yeah. something. Well, I, I feel mean, like I'm gonna have to start like don't run with exacto blades right soon. Sure, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are words. you running it? automatically <laughs> <laughs> who knows what they're gonna do on it? Like I yeah. think yeah.
1: people that start following you and you have like a pretty decent following, so you get this brand new follower, it's like, Oh man, this person has right. like ten thousand followers. They must know what they're doing. Yep. So I'm gonna do what they did and it's like yeah. I'm well, no, uh, uh, an I expert.
7: Mean, uh yeah, Chris Aforice, Chris he started putting this mm-hmm. at the beginning of his videos. Yeah. Just because he, he was like, CYA, man. I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm, yeah. You know, but that's a good point. Yeah, because the difference
0: between a video that you're showing what you did and an instructional
7: video, right? right. Especially your, somebody especially might take a video YouTube, of what you because did, of thinking, yeah, like exactly. I'm gonna go it's on YouTube and I'm gonna learn right. how to do it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah.
3: So maybe you don't go on YouTube and explain how to set off like huge industrial yeah. fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I took from this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: So we had a new business idea for you. Okay. You you design things, and then you make them, and then you purposely blow them. up. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Because I, I think that would be a really YouTube, cool YouTube yeah. channel with a lot of disclaimers. I keep getting asked, like, what do you do? What do you do? And it's like,
1: sometimes I make stuff. I'm like, that's going to be my new Instagram is, like, sometimes I make stuff. Because <laughs> I go on hiatus a lot. Like, I'll take yeah. on a lot of custom orders, yeah. and then I get burnt, and then it's like, all right, it's been like four months since I take them on an order. Let me do it.
3: So well, sometimes it makes stuff. Yeah, now there's, there's the place to ghost. I ghost my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I come back and Instagram's like, you oh, are yeah. right you? Yeah. Well, and it's important to like know your priorities,
7: right?
0: So if you have a bunch of orders, because I've had people like, oh, why haven't you been posted to Instagram? Like whatever week it was. It's like, I'm busy making like eight signs. Like, yeah, I do. Instagram doesn't make me money. I do because
1: it's fun. Like I like, I literally like, I like to sit and edit my videos and post them. And I think they're fun and stuff like that. But there I don't get jacked financially for it. Like I get to use it as a portfolio and I'll get Mm -hmm. hit up by clients and stuff like that on there. (laughs) But it's not like Instagram's like, hey, you had like a thousand views on this video. Here's, here's $5. (laughs) Like sure. Eventually
0: like. Brands may be like, "Oh okay, yeah, I so see you're going well." Yeah, like we'd like to give you product or whatever. But I mean, like, you shouldn't feel obligated mm-hmm. to be posting every day just because you think the algorithm's gonna like it. Which, yeah. let's face the Instagram algorithm it doesn't like anything. I do. right? It's like a giant
1: maker's instant messenger these days, yeah, which basically. I like it for.
7: Well, and and I, I talked about this actually like two weeks ago on, on our podcast. Oh, wow. um, you name yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I I I, I forgot, and then someone told me because I'm horrible about that. Well, let's drop it again. Yeah, Yeah. because we make. It's it's called.
3: It's called. We built a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Uh, Um, no. So I I talked about this because you know a good week for me is posting three times, Mm. and but which is but that's a good week for me. Yeah. And and there was a period of time when I was trying to post five times a week, at you know, and. I was personally just unhappy with it. You know, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't. What I was putting out wasn't resonating with people. And so, yeah, the algorithm might benefit from that. But I think my lack of quality content and and the the followers that you got from that I got from that were the ones that were going to disappear later anyways. So I found that it's. Much, I'm much happier and much more engaged if I could, if I don't worry about that every day. But that's not to say that there isn't that. I don't still feel that pressure sometimes, but.
1: Well that's like I messaged Trevor at the beginning of February and I was like, I think I wanna post from now until WorkbenchCon so my feed looks like super solid. Yeah. And then WorkbenchCon releases that whole like, This is what you should be posting daily. I was like, Oh look, they took the thought out of it. The next day I stopped posting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I saw <laughs> I, I that and I was like, I'm $10. definitely gonna do this. Yeah. And I was I didn't like, do it's a so easy. One. They took the thought out and I was like this title for the day like oh, I don't yeah. have any
7: content for it like well no well, that's, that's exactly why I didn't do it though again because oh, I, yeah. I felt like I was going to just be putting something out to do yeah, walk. Work yeah. things, so, but, and I don't want to do that I like know? that you put out the quality of your posts aspect, which I struggled
0: with because I was trying to do the one every day yeah for a very long time right and you like
5: you can that it well it also good,
1: like it's hard because it's like <laughs> everyone
5: tells you you can,
1: you know post every day and your channel's going to grow and like you're going to start monetizing and blah 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 so you get that stuck in your head and it's yeah. like but for what? Right. Like, you get a free tool, whatever. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, it's hard when you're coming up, like, it's like, oh, this channel's big and they're getting free stuff. Right. They're doing these unboxing videos. So, then it starts to mess with you and you're like, well, why am I not growing? Why am I, like, taking a picture of my drill and it's not getting 400 likes, mm-hmm. like, so-and-so? You know what I mean? Then it's like,
7: or
0: a screw head getting, like,
1: 4,000.
7: Does it freaking matter? No, absolutely. Well, and it's also, like, the type of what What do you want your account to be? I mean, there are, there are people that just like seeing new tools and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that, there's nothing wrong with that. That would not be my channel because I yeah. don't have a shop big enough for tools. You're right. So, um, so for me. Which is one when we went to talk He has a hammer, a screwdriver. He doesn't even use tools. <laughs> yeah,
5: exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> but no, but, like, so
7: my, you know, my, my thing is I, I like, I heavily do videos, short little mm-hmm. videos of projects. And again, that's what makes me happy. And that's what people expect. I think now from mm-hmm. from one of my posts. And so if I'm doing a tool post, then it's not going to make sense either, right? You brand. You're like exactly open sponsor. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like,
0: that, okay. Yeah. That's like the best thing to do is definitely be yourself, and do what you want to do, and not try to imitate. Right. Other people. Hundred percent. Because you're going to you burn what, out. That's, that's what you separates
1: you. you, and people mm-hmm. don't realize yeah. that. Right. Like right.
0: you do. Like I don't think I follow
1: any other leather worker, and that's why I like your channel so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, like it right. separates you from oh, everybody else.
0: Yes. The reason I love his channel so much is the useless leather project. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I favorite. mean,
5: there's obviously that jealousy <laughs> too. That it's like, oh, you can just sit and make whatever you sit. Yeah, like,
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love cool. those projects. <laughs> See, and, and and I was like, I'm gonna keep doing them. It's like it's ridiculous, but I'm gonna keep doing them as long as people. They're fun. Yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah.
0: gonna he's gonna have like leather socks. I enjoy it. And yeah. like, <laughs> socks. New YouTube videos. Yeah. Le- leather <laughs> socks. socks. They're really unreadable. That's like... He prototyped some leather underwear, but they really <laughs> changed it. I figured
3: it was more appropriate from someone else if they said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. No, don't worry. <laughs> well, you know, we're, you're kind of talking about that. So this is where kind of the delineation in my mind comes in. And we've had some conversations. I think, Drew, we might have had these conversations back in December that um, while we were in Wyoming as a group, there are some makers who use social media to make the things that they want. So having a channel, Mm -hmm. having reasons to post to Instagram, having reasons to make YouTube videos is a way to enable them to make cool stuff they like. Ethan uses his Instagram to make the cool, fun, leather stuff he wants, right? Right. But then there is a group of people who, if you say, what's your goal? They're not going to say, oh, I want to make things. Their goal is, I want to be a content creator. So the making things is an avenue to create content, Mm -hmm. but the content's the goal. And so that is the one thing I've noticed, like, especially being at this conference. I feel like the majority of the people that I tend to stick with, like, would be doing whatever projects they're doing, even if Instagram and YouTube didn't exist. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But there is a large group of people who, if, you know, painting butterflies on little balloons out at the park, make them insta famous, they wouldn't be at a maker convention. And that's that's a very unpopular thing to say, but it's true. There are a lot of people here who are using this to generate content. They want to be a content creator. That's fine. You know, hey, great. If that's what you love, good. If you can make a living at it, great. I'm really happy for you. Not gonna watch it. <laughs> but great, do it. Like you know, live in that space. I agree
0: with Well,
3: gonna run into the after show. So or, this has been show? a giant. Yeah, this I
0: think is this is
3: plan. Plan. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. I think you yeah. guys <laughs> have to start the pre-show now. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, now I think it's time to kind of figure out. Uh, well, not only like have discussions about businesses and what we do, and try to figure out how to collaborate with each other. Which I mean, this is the first time I've met Ethan. Yeah. But, and we've talked for uh,
7: like daily, basically. Yes. Yeah. and he's slightly overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I he will give us. So he has like the most famous following. insane.
1: <laughs> like you have this, we call it a cult following. We do, yeah. Like yeah. the fans of Ethan Carter, like they were probably going to ask you to sign their talks. Like, well, so it's,
7: where you don't usually see drugs not, not this blushing that I'm going on it. No, I, well, again. I, I was talking about it last night though too. It's, I, I do think it's super important to remember where you started and and how much it meant uh, for someone to to take the time. I mean, I was talking to someone that was asking me how to grow their YouTube channel, yeah. and I was like, "You you let me know when when because I need to know that." Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I've five hundred subs, which I'm super pumped about, but i have just started. I don't know, but at the same, so I could have just said that, but I said instead of that, I said listen, I don't know much. I know, you know, just what others have told me. Let me, I'll, I'll check out your video and see if any of the things that I've been told you're not doing. And, you know, it took me five minutes and and I gave him one tip that I knew. And to me, like, I remember the people that did that for me when I was coming up. And I think that's, I, I think it's important to kind of give back and be see, part of the community. That's all, that's all the stuff, point.
1: like all the stuff where I don't mind answering those questions and right. taking the yeah, time because right. you're yeah. not holding their hand. every Exactly. Like at some point it's like, I had to live and learn. Yeah. And you got to live and learn. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's, it's the right balance. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. I mean, it's better than the opposite way where you just blow the person off. Right. And yeah. Say I'm too good for you. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of people, and there's a, might be a few of them here. Yeah. <laughs> that you ask them a question and they're like, I don't know you. I don't care about you. Like, I, I think it's later in the day.
1: We'd probably be name dropping, but it's still. I'm really not enough. gonna be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you get my point. Like you're yeah. going to see the gambit of people, like the super helpful people, all the way
7: to like, I don't have the time of day for you, right? And, well, and it's, and it's, I mean, again, there's been times with people are like, I'm, I'm super busy right now. Like, mm-hmm. can I get back to you? And, and that's, fine. I think, also a fine thing to say because you're right. There's times when, when, when I'm at work or yeah. or I'm in the middle of something, and and it, and it isn't appropriate. But the, you got to remember, go back. That's
1: the problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I, I had a, a time flag time. button on Instagram, yeah. I think that would change a yeah, lot too. Yeah it would. Too. Right. Definitely. A flag button? Like Marquez Unread? Oh that would be amazing. Yeah,
0: oh,
6: that so would be a reminder something. So right.
1: I'm, I yeah. do it to him all the time. I'll open the message because I can. It's okay. like on my like on my screen. I'm like, Oh I can open this. Oh, but I can't actually respond. Five minutes later if I haven't responded and he needs it and he saw that I've seen it, game over. <laughs> I'm blown up until like, I answer what that's, he's asking.
0: Well, okay. that's what you got yourself into by being a podcast yeah. co-host. Well, because he's sitting <laughs> at his desk
1: at work, like, what are you doing? I asked you to, if you could do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm actually working right now. I'm sorry. Well, so, I know you're surprised by that because sometimes saying. I make stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I make stuff. But, so thanks everyone for jumping on with us. Yeah, thanks yeah, for, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: for crashing the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think yeah. it was a nice little, uh, I think it was a nice little crash. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah we want to do one. I think maybe At least WBC. We'll yeah. see if that happens. And you know, how it obviously, happens. it's not going to happen like while we're here. Yeah, but if some of you are available like next week or something, and kind of jump on and talk about like what it was afterwards, going through the conference and making networking connections, and what that was kind
3: of like. If we're all still speaking. Well, like. was, yeah, was <laughs> <it so> early. <laughs> yeah, well, I started to say like. You're going to do it at the end? Like, no one has a voice at the end of the right. conference. Right. Be It'll be like,
0: like, well, that and on the last day, let's face it, like, most people aren't going to be coherent. Enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Formulate the I'm like a the podcast and everybody, I'm that bad. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks again, guys. Yeah, thank yep. thanks again. Thanks for, for having us. It.
1: Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Makervision Podcast or join the
5: Facebook group, Makervision Tribe.